0: Girls, ladies, and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk and Dan. Dan, what do he do? Uh, Nick Nick is going to join us a little late, um, but we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. I'm in on the road in Atlanta.
1: Probably yeah, tell us about road. your uh, your trip in Atlanta.
0: Uh, having a blast out here. So uh, shout out my man Ben Chase. Um, I was hit up. Just I, I wasn't paying attention to this whole NIL summit thing, to be honest with you. So uh, I got hit up with this whole You know, event that was going on in Atlanta uh, with opportunities to, of course, interview Gator athletes and other athletes that was at this uh, event. So I was like, yeah, I got to pull up. Um, So I came out here. My brother's in town and lives here here as well. Mm -hmm. So it's always uh, easy for me to bring my family to make it two birds with one stone a little bit. So got to do some family stuff, also some business. But the NIL Summit was I think they put on a great event. Uh, Friday night, they had, I'm sorry, Saturday night, they had the uh, red carpet event. Uh, if you name it, man, they was there. You had Malachi Nelson from USC. Um, some of our guys pulled up, Shamar James and uh, Trevor Etienne uh, from mm. the football guys. And then you, you, you had um, Trinity mm-hmm. uh, pulled up. She got af- Female Athlete of the Year for NIL Summit 2023. Wow. So overall, man, the food was great. Uh, the music was great. Flajay came out. She performed. Won an award, um, got to hang out with some of these uh, athletes and business people. A lot of networking, a lot of fun. But overall, shout out to Gatorverse uh, for, for you know, we did a collaboration out there on some stuff and interviewed a couple athletes, some Gator athletes. Uh, awesome. Also, uh, the great folks at Home Field Apparel. They laced me with some, with some fire new merch, Fun and Gun. Um, I also got to shoot some content with Shamar and some of the athletes and some home-filled apparel drip. So, if you haven't visited home fill apparel for the new drip, the new nostalgia they got on their website, definitely go check them out. But, man, it was a fun weekend. Got to shoot some content. Got to do my own content. Got some marketing in for some other businesses. So, you know, just dibbling, dabbling in other things, man. Good weekend overall. A,
1: it sounds like a, uh, a stadium and Gale reunion. We have Ben Chase, Home Field Apparel, yeah. Gatorverse, uh, all of them, uh, Trinity Thomas. Uh, maybe we can get Shamar James uh, and Trevor Etienne on the show in the not-too-distant future, sure. too. But uh, the event bad. looked incredible. Really glad that you uh, got to go. Uh, I know that you guys are going back to uh atlanta in a month and one day uh and i was reminded because ernest graham followed me on twitter the other day shout out to ernest graham for getting into some uh some of the hottest and most fire takes on uh, on twitter uh bleeding across his timeline these days but uh so if you want to plug that event and then we'll get into uh getting into the show
0: for sure uh shout out to to ernest graham and miles graham they're pulling up but we're having a media day our first official Roll-up Network Media Day at the Trap Music Museum in Atlanta. Uh, we're going to be back Thursday, July 6th, right here in the A. Uh, we're leaving the beaches for the peaches, man. Uh, Ernest Graham, Johnny Rutledge, we're going to make that announcement today. I'm going to say it on here first. Johnny Rutledge is going to pull up. We got some more Gators, and we're going to sprinkle the news out a little bit just to keep the, you know, some marketing and some rollout going. But uh, we're going to have some nose to pull up some Seminole players, uh, some Hurricane players, some Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, we're gonna do some giveaways. Uh, it's gonna be—it's an art museum. If you haven't checked out, checked out the Trap Museum, Trap Music Museum. I gotta mm-hmm. get that correct. They're, they're on my tail about that. If you haven't checked it out, you know some great art pieces in there. Uh, it's a museum of hip hop and and of a black culture, but definitely some great art. They got some new exhibits. If you haven't been there lately, uh, 4PF, Little Baby, and also they revealed a Futures exhibit this past weekend. So. Uh, pull up July six. It's gonna be a great time, man. We'll get some more gators to pull up. We got some names in 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 the, the hosting. Should be fun.
1: That's awesome, man. It's a uh, tri music museum. is a, a ton of fun. We were there in what twenty twenty is that when it was? Uh, yeah. I had a Really cool, cool time. There's no, uh, there's no evidence that I was there other than a picture that we took. Uh, all of the video and everything else we have got lost somewhere. Um we got a roll deal on
0: that one but we it's all, it's all good. Got a
1: deal but no it was a, a, deal, a ton of fun. Man. Now go check it out, go support uh Silk go support the guys at the uh the Big 3 roll up, our roll up network and uh go hang out with some Gator Legends. It's a really cool uh spot. It's a um it, it's really enjoyable even if if you're not into to trap music or that wasn't your thing. It, there's just a lot of really cool history. It's really well done it's a really unique uh really unique exhibit uh hall. Uh, More than just uh, just about the music, they did a really good job there. So go hang out with Silk in the A on July sixth. Well, let's get into the show, action-packed show uh, today. Just so everybody knows, it's going to be listening. It's going to be Silk and I for a while. Nick's going to be joining uh, us here in a a little bit. He's dealing with a a family matter, Uh, and then we have Matt McCall, who's going to be the head coach of the Gators TBT team, uh, joining us here shortly as well. Uh, But obviously, a big week in recruiting Gators win the national championship in golf. So we'll go over all of that right now. But before we do, let's give a shout out to the main sponsor of our show, Alan Horn with Alan Horn insurance. It's a state farm agency. If you are looking for any type of insurance, whether that be auto home renters, life business insurance and retirement planning in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama, go check them out at Alan Horn insurance. That's a L a N H O R N E insurance.com or give them a call at seven zero six six nine two two eight eight eight. Again, that's Alan Horn insurance.com seven zero six six nine two two eight eight eight. Always shop around your policy. It's never a bad time to always look for the best rates. Uh, but before we get into the main crux of the show, do have a couple of announcements. Uh, first things first, congratulations to the men's golf program that won a national championship in both the individual and team events. So want to shout them out individually. Uh, great job over in, uh, in Scottsdale, the Gators uh, in the regional match, uh, just got across the finish line to be able to qualify to head to Arizona uh, over the, the five days, it's three days of, uh, of stroke play. And then one day of, um, of match play, Uh, and then head-to-head. So I want to give a a quick shout-out to the Florida Gators. Just a a, a fantastic job. Uh, End up winning uh, 3-1 to with one round left to go, uh, where the Gators were winning in that one as well. So that is the first national championship for the Florida Gators golf program since 2001. Uh, But really just a great job by everybody. Uh, Fred Biondi, Yushin Lin, Ricky Castillo, the rest of them. uh, Just really an incredible... Incredible job! Um, over the last six weeks, um, the Gators uh, won the SEC championship, um, qualified at the uh, Bath, Michigan tournament for the NCAA finals. Uh, Fred Biondi, who was the individual national championship, uh, an individual national champion, pardon me, came from five strokes back to win. Uh, he's only the third Gator to ever win the individual championship uh, for the Florida Gators. And then uh, Yushin Lin, John Dubois, uh, Ricky Castillo, the rest of the gang, really just an overall great tournament for them. Uh, Shout out to J.C. Deacon. Uh, We're going to get him back on the program in the next few weeks. Uh, But great job for the Florida Gators. Uh, golf program, which I know was dormant, not dormant, but uh, just didn't live up to expectations uh, for a while. Really got it done. Great team. Uh, have three golfers that are going to be winning um, conditional Corn Ferry uh, tour memberships, which is the, uh, the the step right below the PGA Tour. So it's kind of the, the breeding ground for, for folks that make the other uh, tour. So congratulations to them. Uh, in other news, uh, want to... Uh, Shout out and thank as he departs to move on uh, Gators men's um, tennis coach. Brian Shelton, who helped the Gators win uh, the 2021 uh, men's national title, uh, the first one in their program history, uh, stepped down on Friday. Uh, He's going to be spending more time with his family and his son, Ben, uh, who was a 2022 NCAA singles uh, champion uh, as he embarks on his professional career and is already having a a great run and a great start to that. So uh, congratulations to him and wish him well. Um, so let's get into recruiting, uh, this weekend. What a, what a weekend, huh? You're on mute, buddy.
0: little amateur on the road here. Uh, yeah, I think we had one of the best weekends in the country. Uh, when you look around, we had 17 guys on campus for official visits. Uh, the list was absolutely loaded. I know some people. Uh, the climate has changed, and I talked about this on the roll-up yesterday. Uh, kids just don't pop on visits like that. You know, it's more of a business decision. Uh, the, a lot of these kids have other official visits lined up, and these official visits aren't aren't based off a of hype like they, they like. I'm sorry, like they were in the past. Um, these days, kids are going to take their time. Um, we got a lot of recruits this past weekend that called the visit a ten, uh, but nonetheless, kids going to want to go back look at the business of it do other business meetings and, and make business decisions and not emotional decisions. So the game and the landscape is changing a little bit, um, but I do think it was a very fruitful weekend. We get into the details of it, but a uh, good list, good action. Shout out to the social media team, mm. uh, everybody that you have as far as media, the the visuals, uh, the activity, everything they put on, I thought was a good show on um, the chemistry of guys that they had on the visit. I thought it was strategic. Just overall good look, but let's get into the details of it.
1: Yeah, let's let's get into some of the kind of ancillary details and we'll go over the players. So uh first off, shout out to the production team between the photo shoot and everything that they did with Swamp View, uh, you yeah, know, we we had uh, Tim Moore on a, a few months ago, uh, who's the CEO of View Productions, and, and what they've been able to do uh, from a production standpoint, from a video perspective is incredible. Um, and then shout out to the photography team. Uh, what they were able to set up looked incredible. The pictures looked incredibly good. Um, just overall really well done. I think that if you look to Tallahassee, you know, two hours west, they were filming things with a backdrop and uh and a blanket that they bought at Hobby Lobby uh on the ceiling. So when you compare the two, when you compare the excitement and and just the overall feel and vibe and energy, uh, you saw a lot of that this week. And then of course, so we got to mention Maybach Billy.
0: Maybach Billy pulled the curtains back on the Maybach. I thought it was dope. I thought Billy kind of set them up as well with the slingshot. Uh, a lot of rival fans started acting like it was per, uh, Billy's personal whip that he drove to the stadium to flex with kids. That wasn't the case at all. But you know, people started talking on socials, and it's like Billy was in tune with the timeline. Uh, the kids enjoyed that Maybach. Uh, if you watch Nick Saban's visit, a lot of kids show his seven Maybachs and whatever vehicles he had. <laughs> but I thought it was dope. What you thought about that whole part of it?
1: I thought it, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, you could tell just by the chemistry that the players are having with the coach that they feel comfortable, right? Obviously, you know, you're talking to a mid-40-year-old guy and a 17-year-old, and obviously there has to be that connection, but the the way that they they talked, the way that they were laughing and joking, you could just tell there was a level of comfort there that just seems natural. It just seems like there is that connection. And it does seem like like Billy is somebody that that's able to connect with the kids. You know, we're never going to say that you know Billy has the most charisma of any coach that's out there or you know might not be the most exciting guy when you see him go present or speak but you can tell that there's a a connection and that interaction between the players when they're there and they felt comfortable they were joking around they're playing around messing around with each other so um that to me speaks just as highly about how the visits went as you know as much as you know somebody saying post interview oh it went well you saw it you know, in real life that they were, were having fun, that they were enjoying it, that they were connecting, uh, with the coach. So to me that spoke more volumes than just, you know, post interview, uh, hype and everything else.
0: Yeah. I do appreciate getting to see the visuals of it. And I'm with you. Um, I had a take. I'm not going to say that take, but I enjoyed seeing like just the activity uh, uh, uh the Dave and Buster thing. You know, some people are like, oh, they took these kids to Dave and Buster's. I don't know if they realize these are kids. Yeah, I know it's like behind the scenes. People talk about the nightlife and these kids going out to party. And that's the thing for some kids. But I think you got to uh, be able to be a people person and know uh, what's right for what kid and their families are in town. Dave and Buster's was perfect uh, for me, for what I saw. the kids like they had a, a blast. And when I was 17 years old, I'd go to Dave and & Buster's and win those dumb prizes for free and i to spend my parents' money on it. That's a bet, you know, I could go for go for gold.
1: Well, and, and so I think you make a good point. So a couple things. One, they went to Dave & Buster's for an hour before they went to dinner. It's not like they were at Dave & Buster's from 6.30 to 11.30 uh, at night, right? So Dave & Buster's, if you're not familiar in games, is in that new, uh, plaza with Spurrier. So they went to to dinner. They rented out the entire restaurant, uh, for, uh, families and, and the recruits that were there, but they went for an hour. Um, a couple things. One, like you said, silk, their kids 2 I'm, I'm willing to bet many of them haven't been to a Dave and Buster's, right? right. Um, it's a, it's a good hour long activity. It's family friendly, right? I mean, you're looking to connect, Coaches, players, and families all in an atmosphere where they can go enjoy it. And there's just not a lot of places and, and things that you can do for an hour, for an hour and a half. I don't, I don't know what you want them to do. I don't. Not going to take them out on a on a boat. Um, you're not going to take them to a nightclub. Uh, you're not going to take them on a nature walk, right? So if you're looking for something to do for an hour My where people walks. can <laughs> go down to a devil's mill hopper and go walk around for an hour, right? But um, to me. Th- that's a a perfect hour long activity. Kids get to have fun. Uh, kids get to hang out with one another. They get to show a little bit of the competitive side, and probably more than anything, just joke around. So I thought uh, I thought that it was a perfect event. Um, and also you need something to blow a little steam off. And, you know, I don't know, it, it went out and, and I'll try to find it. We'll post it here in the YouTube. Uh, but that day is just chock full of things to do from waking up to, to breakfast, to meeting, to meeting, to meeting, to tour, to meeting, to tour, to a little right. bit of time off to then going to Dave and Buster's, then going to Spurrier's, then time with a coach's social or going out with your player host. So it's just a busy weekend. So I don't see anything wrong with, with going to Dave and Buster's. I don't think there's – wrong with going out and having fun and doing you know shit that kids enjoy doing right like maybe you as yeah. a 40 year old aren't going to go to dave and busters but I sure if you know a 17 year old was like hey here's a 500 gift card to go to dave and Buster's every single one of them would say hell yeah right
0: nobody turned down dave and busters man <laughs> um
1: all right well let's get into the uh the recruiting uh weekend in terms of those that made it on to campus Five star receiver in Ohio State commit Jeremiah Smith, five star defensive lineman David Stone, uh, five star quarterback in Florida commit PJ DJ Lagway. Uh, yes, number sir. two ranked safety Xavier Filosami, uh Florida commit. Uh, top five edge rusher Jordan Ross, who gave the visit at ten uh, on three uh, linebacker on three hundred. Pardon me, linebacker uh, Darius Hayes uh, on three hundred. Tight end Jonathan Eccles uh, on three um, one hundred. Uh, tackle uh, Ethan Callaway on three hundred. Linebacker Chris Jones on three hundred. Defensive lineman L.J. McCray. On 300 wide receiver, Isaiah Williams, he's a Florida commit. On 300 defensive lineman, Daylon Edmonds, he's committed to Texas A&M. Four-star cornerback, Jalen Crawford. Four-star edge, Kendall Crawford or Kendall Jackson, pardon me, four-star defensive lineman, Deontre Robinson, three-star offensive tackle, Ori Williams, and three-star defensive lineman, Jaden Jackson. So, Silk, let's let's just break this down uh, in grouping. So we had the three five-stars, Jeremiah Smith, David Stone, and DJ Lagway. Uh, It does seem to me like all of them enjoyed their visit from what you could tell david stone i know is somebody that florida really wants Uh, i think he rated the visit a 10 dj lagway obviously uh spoke very highly was interviewing with uh with a number of folks right before the um before his time here i think he was at an elite 11 event um spoke obviously very highly about the recruiting that he's doing but give us your take on uh on jeremiah smith david stone and dj lagway
0: Uh, i heard it was inseparable uh, Jeremiah Smith's recruitment is probably gonna go to the to the to the wire. Uh, you, you'll find mixed takes on his recruitment. I think it's open. You know, uh, it's gonna be hard to beat Brian Hartline, but I think that kid is very open to different universities. No matter if he's committed to Ohio State, if he's visiting as many schools as he's visiting, uh, he's definitely interested and in curious in other in other situations. So I thought it was good. You know, and it's not DJ first time pulling up. They they've been spending some time this off season. Um, hopefully they could get together at a game or something this fall, but you just love to see DJ and Jeremiah building that chemistry between, you know, one of the top receivers and top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Same thing with David Stone, seeing the, the, the visuals and the content uh, on the social medias of them on the, on the plane, heading over to the official visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's what you want out of your leader and your quarterback, the head of the class, just to keep building chemistry with top guys around the country. Uh, David Stone is going to be one that we're going to continue to watch in the trenches and also, also offensive linemen all the way together. Ethan Calloway was a guy that I was looking at on this visit, looking back just to get information on how it went, you know, because that's a position that we're all going to be paying attention to um, this year for me. I think we all should pay attention to offensive line recruiting, but overall I think he did a good job. I didn't expect neither one of those guys to commit at, at this function. Right. This is a long play. You keep building, you know, you you get these guys at a game with you. You see how the season goes, and, you know, you shoot your shot at the end.
1: Absolutely. Um, Xavier Filsame, the uh, the safety, obviously, you know, all in for Florida. Uh, He looked like he was having a great time. Uh, Top five edge rusher Jordan Ross gave the visit a 10 out of 10. I really said Florida gave him a lot to think about. That's a guy that you know Florida sits in a really good position for uh, right now. Um, a guy that Florida really wanted on campus, competing against a lot of the big dogs for. Uh, but you can tell there's something about that visit, something about what Florida was able to do uh, to really get in his uh, his heart and mind. Uh, from Birmingham, Alabama, the number 33 overall player, the number four edge rusher, uh, number four overall player in Alabama. Uh, could be a huge get for the Gators, competing against Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, a few others uh, for him. But just an incredible player. Um, you know, Florida obviously left him with a, a lot to think about. Um, Darius Hayes. I also like with him. Also so-
0: like with, uh, with 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 my man, um Jordan Ross that they partnered with him with Kelby Collins, who's also a Bama guy, one of the top mm-hmm. guys that Bama wanted last year, and we ended up winning that battle. So I like that they had him host, Kelby host Jordan Ross. I thought that was a good strategic move.
1: Absolutely. Darius Hayes, uh, very much committed to the University of Florida, came on campus. Uh, on or on 300 tight end, Jonathan Echols. Um, Florida, I know, is courting a number of wide receivers, or uh, tight ends, pardon me, right now. Uh, and Jonathan Eckle seems near the top. I don't 100% know what that board uh, looks like and is ranked uh, right now for the Florida Gators. Uh, but obviously a guy that has continued to stay in touch uh, with the Gators committed to Tennessee right now. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, I know Florida did a really good job uh, and has continued to do a good job in his recruitment. Let's see. I'm just trying. I'm going to pull up the uh, the tight end offer uh, list right now because I know we've got a, a couple of other visits uh, for the Gators uh, over the next couple of weeks. So just give me one second here. So I know that Florida is also going to be hosting. Uh, Walter Matthews, uh, six foot seven, uh, two hundred forty-five pound, uh, ranked number one hundred and five in the country. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, that looks to be a Florida USC battle. Uh, Amir Jackson is another name to be on the lookout for. Uh, six foot five, two hundred ten pound, uh, ranked one hundred twenty-second in the country, uh, tight end right now. That's a Florida and Auburn battle. Florida is very heavily uh, leaning for him right now. Uh, so between those three, you have three players that are all within twenty-seven spots of each other all right around that 100 rank uh, that Florida seems to be in a really good spot uh, with. So, um, so between Walter Matthews, Amir Jackson, Jonathan Eccles, not sure how much research you've done on the three, but it, do any stick out more to you than the other?
0: I love all three. I like Amir Jackson the most, I would say. Um, that's, okay. that's my guy. I think Miami just got into his recruiting. They they, they drugged their feet on offering, but I think they entered that space. He have not set up an official visit with them at all yet, but – uh, that's one that just threw their hat into the mix. I always want to keep my eye on my, Miami, even though the stock's down. Ruiz is dealing with the feds, you know, and yep. your, stock, your, your retirement's a day late. Yeah, yeah, a couple hours, slowing you down a couple hours from retiring. Yeah. Uh, but I just keep my eye on Miami. But I got Amir Jackson is my top guy on the board that mm-hmm. I like.
1: Yeah, yeah Florida obviously uh, has a litany of players that are in that uh, – that, that top you know, 100 rank where, where Florida desperately needs some help and some athleticism at that tight end position, Florida hasn't sure. been able to get really a, a top flight tight end. Uh, you know, Even Kyle Pitts was a, was a three-star. Obviously, he turned into a top you know, five draft pick in the NFL, but Florida you know, desperately needs some help in that tight end room, especially guys that are not just blockers being able to go out uh, and catch some passes in the flats. Uh, but uh, be on the lookout for for what Florida's got going on in the tight end room um, on 3100 one hundred offensive tackle Ethan Calloway, um, you know, a guy that I know Florida is very, very high on. I spoke very highly after his visit as well. Ranked as the 207th best player in the country from Lake Norman uh, High School in Mooresville, North Carolina. Um Six seven three hundred 300 pounds, LSU, NC State, Penn State, Florida, and Georgia are the top five there right now. Um, that would be a big get. Florida desperately needs help on the offensive line. Um, Ethan Callaway a, a really solid player in my eyes.
0: No, nah, a really good player. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, but we need elite offensive tackles especially. But we we'll love some interior guys. But offensive tackles, you got to have elite bodies protecting the elite arms like DJ Lagway. Um, We'll see how it all plays out. We got two guys recruiting that position, so
1: yeah, you know my
0: expectations are a little different on that spot.
1: Yeah, many a few million dollars worth of salaries recruiting the offensive line right now. Uh, on three uh, one hundred uh, linebacker Chris Jones, um, guy that we put on commit watch, um, a guy whose name that I heard a few weeks ago was really close to uh to committing verbally to the uh, to the Florida Gators again, rank the visit very highly. I know that there's a lot of trepidation uh, about a potential Georgia visit for him. And if Florida lets him go visit Georgia, then then what Maybe. happens? Is Florida going to lose him? And I just don't think that's the case. I think Chris Jones has really bought in to, to Austin Armstrong, uh, Jay Bateman. I, 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 I think in the next few weeks, Chris Jones will be the next member of this elite uh, linebacker group that the Florida Gators have gotten. He's ranked as 149th best player, number 15 linebacker, um, and put him with Graham uh, and Hayes. And that's a, that's a stellar uh, linebacking group that the Gators might uh, be able to lock down here.
0: Yeah, that'd be elite hall. He has an official visit with uh, Georgia on June 16th, and he may do an unofficial visit by Michigan State to check out Mel Tucker and the boys. But I like where we at. I had him on uh, commit watch for the last few weeks as well. Um, I know we got Aaron Childs, another linebacker that mm-hmm. probably not trending towards us. But uh, like you said, we got two two real good guys already committed, two elite prospects. If we could finish it with a trifecta, Jay Bateman would be absolutely in his bag, dealing. So we'll see how it all plays out. Are these kids are gonna take their visits, man. I keep saying this. Like, mm-hmm. I, is, we had Chris Jones on commit watch for how long? You're not gonna turn down a visit to Bama or Georgia. You know, it's business. Like, kids are not committing because you know the colors are orange and blue, and they had a good David Buster's visit no more. And <laughs> you know, the coaches did a good handshake and did a good TikTok video. That's not what's happening. Business is happening, so I don't expect kids to pop on visits like that. You watch the trend that's been slowing down the last couple of years since since nil dropped.
1: Yeah, since nil dropped and since the uh, the ability to go visit and do unofficial vi- or do official visits for me during the summer. Right, I don't know yeah. if most fans remember. Just a few years ago, you could only do official visits during the season or right after the season before national signing day. So. Now kids have unlimited opportunities to do official visits. Schools aren't allowed to have unlimited official visitors. I think they're allowed somewhere around the 76 number uh, total. But these kids are going to go take their visits. They're going to use this opportunity, especially during June, July, and August, where they don't have much going on. Uh, it's an opportunity to commit somewhere and, and do some visits during the, uh, during the fall. Uh, but these are also high school kids, so being able to go out and visit and see places that they may not otherwise but ultimately evaluate their options and like you said, so you throw NIL in there as well. There's going to be a lot of back and forth and a lot of things that these guys have to think about. I just don't see, and you don't see it across the board either. Um, there's right. not a lot of schools that have a ton of commitments. A lot of them sit right where Florida is, you know, somewhere between 7 and 11 visits. You're going to see a lot of players visit a lot of different schools over this time And during that time, you're not going to see a lot of people pop off. And we're going to talk about that here in a second um, before we get Matt McCall on. But let's just finalize this list here. Um, On 300 defensive lineman, LJ McCray, ranked Florida's visit really highly as well. He's from Mainland. He's one of those uh, two or three players that uh, UF is recruiting from Mainland High School there in Daytona. Um, The number 93 overall player, uh, six foot, six and a half, 260 pounds, um, ranked the visit really highly. I think that Florida probably has him on commit watch in the next couple of weeks as well. What do you think, Silk?
0: So? Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I like where we stand. I don't know about a couple of weeks. I don't know what his time frame on the decision is. Uh, but I like where we stand with both mainland kids, him and Zay Mincy. I think Zay Mincy comes next week. I don't know if they're packaged. I don't think they're packaged or anything like that. I haven't heard that word. But uh, like you said, we, we are one of the few programs that have offer all three of the guys at mainland. We'll see how it all shakes out. LJ McCray sound like from everything I read at Own Three Shot to Corey Bender and them boys over mm-hmm. there, Zach, Nick, the Keith. whole crew. Yeah, yeah, Keith. What's up, Keith? Um, shout out to all those guys. But it sounds like LJ McCray had a blast. Uh, we I think we've been leading his recruitment for, for for a little while now. We'll see how it all plays out. I think most of these kids will end up deciding right before the season kicks off.
1: Yeah um finalize this list isaiah williams uh, florida commit the wide receiver uh you know florida's really high on him obviously was injured last year um but you know comes back this year and i think he's gonna have a big year dalen evans texas a&m commit um looked again to have a really good time um you know he's been committed to texas a&m for for quite a bit of time now let's see exactly when did he commit not as easy to look up. So he's been committed there for a while, has a picture of him in a Florida Gator uniform uh, as his uh, Twitter picture. Um, you know, I, I think it's a matter of, of when, not if uh, Florida might be able to, to flip him over. I know he's got a few other visits uh, planned, but, but for all intents and purposes, another great visit for him. Um, and then Jalen Crawford, four-star cornerback. Silk, so do you know much about Jalen Crawford? That's kind of a, a new name from Parkview high school and, yeah. uh, Liburn, georgia
0: yeah i was new to the name when i saw okay. it on the on the visit list as well but i do like what i seen out of the film. he's he fits uh Corey raymond's body type six foot six one ish uh lean rangy um good wingspan um but and it seems like he's building a nice relationship with him as far as the recruiting is going i know he got auburn uh, LSU and North Carolina. So the schools after him are also impressive. But those are his visits that are lined up. He's going to visit Auburn on June 9th, uh, LSU on June 16th, and Carol- North Carolina on June 23rd. He might what do, do a, a trip, trip to Miami. Miami got a lot of might. I like, yeah, I like a lot Miami of in the might area this year. Yeah,
1: Like my stock share might reach $1. Um, University of might. <laughs> Uh, Kendall Jackson, a guy that Florida is uh, trending for, uh, a guy that on three has ranked uh, as a four-star, uh, a guy I think that is, is still, um, getting exposed to a lot of the, uh. The, the football databases and stuff like that the track recruiting I know Florida's really high on him out of Buholtz High School there in Gainesville um, has offers from Florida Miami Kentucky UCF Arkansas a number of others um, you know a, a guy that I think you know if Florida wants Florida can get six uh, three uh, 245 pounds uh, seems to move really well uh, he's gonna commit in August so again that's one of those things that if you look and say hey you know Florida is able to get a guy like him to it, you know, to decide that he's going to go to Florida, but he's going to wait. You can look and say, Hey, you know, Florida didn't get any commitments this weekend. What happened? And then you can see like, Oh, maybe that visit was what put him over the top. And maybe he's going to get some free vacations out of this. Right. But I don't think, and and so let's just jump into this because it's been a topic of conversation. A lot of people kind of view the weekend as a failure uh, because Florida didn't get any public commitments. What are your what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I set the tone before the weekend, yeah. even on Twitter. I did it on the show. I did it on Roll Up Network. Uh, I, I've, I've said it. Like, I don't know what people – This because this, if you say it afterwards, there's a spin. So, you know, I just like to, to set the temperature. I already knew, like, the visits lined up. We got 17 uh, very good recruits, you know. <laughs> so, I like, I like the activity that we brought in. Like I said, I like everything that was going on. But I didn't expect – I had a couple on, on commit watch, like Chris – uh, we spoke about uh, Daylon mm-hmm. Evans. Maybe he flipped on that visit just because of the momentum. So, you know, we put out a, a, a possible watch list. But I said in my content, I didn't expect anybody to pop on these visits. Uh, these kids taking their time. It's business, man. I don't know what role you're living in. Like, you you spoke of um, the BooHos kid. Hey, that's a guy I think we're going to land. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin any kid's recruitment. But that's a guy I think we're going to land right before the season starts. But like, – Kendall Jackson. But what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, let these kids take their visits. It's business. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of NIL money on the table. These kids are choosing something and it shouldn't be based off a of hype in the visit. Hey, think about it. If You have your child. You take them on a visit to these weekends. You don't want to make a rational decision. You want to lead them to make wise decisions to, to look at all the options and then go from there. It's like buying a home. You don't buy the first home you walk into unless you just, you know, <laughs> A little delusional but nine times out of ten you want to shop around see what's on the market you know do your cmas and then make a decision from there man based on everything so right. that's what's going on right now
1: yeah no so i 100 percent agree and i think you know we we definitely said hey these are some guys that could be on on commit watch but um you know for for me i i think that florida did everything that you you can do um you know right now the visit calendar has changed very much Than what it used to be. You know, I go back a few years ago, right. You had limited opportunities, especially for most of these kids, not only in terms of the number of visits that they could take. And that was five. Uh, but it was also during a a pretty finite amount of time, right? You had 13 weeks. So if a kid was going to commit, they had basically 13 weeks in that time. And you know, they were only able to take five. So you can imagine the law of numbers is going to say, hey, if I can only take a certain number of visits and I only really have this finite amount of time to do official visits, that there's going to be more that happens during that time. Um, but with the recruiting chat calendar changing, with NIL changing, I think that there's just such a shift. And that's why you don't see a lot of programs blowing every visit out of the water with four, five, six commits the way that it used to be, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago when I worked, you know, the recruiting office at UF, there was... You know, some weeks that you'd get five guys after one weekend. Well, that's because they were only hosting recruits seven weekends out of the entire year at the time, right? So it's just a different time. I I urge everybody, it's June 5th right now, right? You're still a long time to go. I think the Florida did everything that they needed to do during that time. So we got Matt McCall. No, go ahead.
0: My last take. Some of these kids haven't done their due diligence yet either. Like, And some kids have, and they can make a decision and pop on the actual visit, right? But if you haven't been traveling, your recruitment has taken off late. and You haven't made it like, look at look at Bowens, you know, Bowens yep. is taking visits still. He's committed to us, but he's still doing due diligence. So it's like, what do you want? You want a kid to commit and still take visits because he hasn't taken his full, you know, gotten all the information from all the programs. or you just, you know, you wait it out. Let a kid take his visits. He'll pop when he's ready. But the weekend was definitely a success. Your expectations just need to change. It's not 2010 anymore.
1: Yeah, um, and then I do want to make a note. TJ Moore, a guy that uh, Florida knows really high at the wide receiver position, uh, did visit Clemson this weekend. According to our friend Keith Niever over at on Three, does look to be trending Clemson's way. He has not committed uh, just yet, but that is a, something to look out for. Uh, Florida still needs some help in that wide receiver room uh, with recruiting. So, uh, Silk. With that being said, let's welcome Matt McCall on to the show. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends at the Gatorverse that helped us set that up. It's gata io. Go visit them. Um, help support the, uh, the NIL program at the University of Florida. Uh, helps give back to uh, basketball players, gymnasts. Uh, they're working on some stuff at the University of Florida uh, football program as well. Uh, but do want to announce uh, Matt McCall will be the head coach of the Gators ESPN-TBT uh, tournament. So, Matt, welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Uh guys. appreciate you having me on. Excited to, yep. to talk some hoops, excited to talk some Gators. And, um, obviously, spending 11 years at the University of Florida, a uh, place is near and dear to my heart. I grew up a Gator. My dad played football there in the 60s with Coach Furrier. So, there was just something about that orange and blue that I'm always tied to. And, uh, now to be able to come back here and and work with Brian and be a part of GatorVerse, I'm I'm super excited about it.
1: Well, we're excited, man. Well, let's give let's give a quick background for for who you are. Uh, Matt McCall was a student manager at UF. Like he said, his dad uh, Wayne played at uh, UF on the football team. Matt um, was a student manager in 0203, uh, continued along with the program. I was there during that 06 time where he's the director of basketball operations. Uh, he was hired as an assistant coach in 2008 at FAU. Uh, then uh, held that position until 2011. Uh, then went to University of Florida um, as an assistant. Then he went over to UT Chattanooga. Uh, following will wade there in 2015 uh, and then was most recently at the university of massachusetts so uh, matt man tell us a little bit about your story and we'll get into all the tbt stuff as well but tell us a little bit about your story and about what that was like working at the uh, heyday of florida gators basketball
2: yeah man you know it was it was unbelievable and and growing up in ocala florida uh, like i said my father was a middle linebacker and, and finished in 1967 so in 1966 played with coach spurrier and Uh, My family and the Spurrier family were extremely close. And and through this organization that my dad's teammates had called Silver 60s, um, with all the guys that played in the 60s at the University of Florida, uh, was able to develop a relationship with Jeremy Foley. And I'll never forget when I decided to transfer to the University of Florida, started my career off at Stetson, was going to be a preferred Mm. walk on there. But there was just something that didn't feel right. I, I grew up a gator. Why am I not at the University of Florida? Both my sisters are at the University of Florida. All my friends went to the University of Florida. I'm supposed to be a gator. And I transferred in there. And I'll never forget, I sat outside of Jeremy Foley's office. Uh, and his secretary at the time, Patty, was like, well, I don't know when he's going to be back. And I said, well, do you think he'd mind if I just waited? I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it, it was a good amount of time. And Jeremy walked in and said, Matt, what are you doing here? And I said, Jeremy, I want to be a fly on the wall with the basketball team, whatever that may be. Can I be a student manager? Is there any way you can get me in with Coach Donovan? And my first in wasn't with Coach Donovan. My first in was with Donnie Jones, who's now the head coach at Stetson, had a meeting with Coach Jones. We talked about me being a student manager and then kind of worked my way up from there. And uh, my first year with the team was Udonis Haslam senior year. So I got to, to really get my foot in the door mm-hmm. at a very special time. And then just to see the program grow and mature, I I think that's the biggest thing that I saw from Coach Donovan was just his ability to grow and mature as a coach through that time, getting knocked out in the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. Then we win an SEC championship in 2005, SEC tournament championship with David Lee, Matt Walsh, and Anthony Roberson. Horford, Noah, and Green were all freshmen on that team. And then we know what happened after that. And to have a front row seat, for the 06 and 07 years uh, was, was like nothing other. And you alluded to it after that 07 season, was with the team as the director of ops one more year and walked into Coach Donovan's office and said, Coach, I want to be a coach. I'm so appreciative of the opportunities that you provided me here, but it's time for me to be a coach. And he said, well, Matt, if you go out and get experience as an assistant coach, I will hire you back. And that's exactly what I did. He hounded Mike Jarvis. Him and Larry Shiat called Mike Jarvis, I think, every single day until Mike <laughs> Jarvis picked up the phone. I got my Chevy Trailblazer. I drove to Boca Raton, Florida. I met with Coach Jarvis, and he hired me on the spot. And was down there for three years. We won a conference championship, um, something they hadn't done until this year with Dusty May. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable year they had. But uh, And the coach was a man of his word. He hired me back and um, was was a part of, of the Final Four in 2014 as an assistant coach uh, so with, again, saying, some, some great players.
1: What you're saying, Matt, is if FAU wants to be successful, they need to hire some former Florida Gator coaches to be uh, either <laughs> assistant coaches or head coaches, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's worked out so far. It's yeah, worked, worked out, out so far um matt we we've talked to a lot of folks that have been managers you know in basketball or or football or a variety of different sports but uh for those that that may not know what exactly does a student manager do um you know for you in particular the basketball program
2: yeah i mean it's a little bit of everything right and I, i mean i started there was you know three or four people above me when i first got to the university of florida and Um, it was, hey, you're going to do the grunt work. You're going to sweep the floor. You're going to pass out the water bottles. You're going to do the laundry. You're going to make sure the locker room's clean. You're going to do all those types of things. And no job was too small. And I I think once you show uh, assistant coaches, director of ops, when you're in that managerial role, that, hey, I'm here to serve the program, it can turn into something much, much bigger. Everyone has dreams and aspirations. A lot of student managers want to be coaches. Well, you have to show an ability to serve the program and add to the culture that's taking place at that point in time. And that's what I tried to do. Um, And I was very, very fortunate that I was able to develop relationships with some great assistant coaches, Donnie Jones, Anthony Grant, Larry Shiant, Tom Ostrom. You know, those were the guys that were there, John Pelfrey. Um, And I get to watch and learn from them at a young age that when I did get an opportunity, I was prepared because I had a front row seat for some of the best assistant coaches in the country.
0: Billy has some of the, uh, the best assistants, best players. He has a great coach at the University of Florida. What do you attribute that to?
2: Well, I think it, it all started with him, you know, um, one, his work ethic, but two, uh, the way he treated people um, from, you know, the student managers to the janitor to the person cleaning up the building to the secretaries. Uh, Billy has an, an ability to uh, not only demand a lot out of you, but really treat people the right way. And I I think that same uh, mindset he he took to recruiting um, and everybody could feel that and feel that energy from him. I also think that you look at his tenure at the university of Florida, he really evolved as a coach in terms of who can he coach. And he got that time and um, to grow and learn. And, you know, from when he first got there to, to going after all five stars and McDonald's all Americans and, the Mike Millers, the Dono Harveys, the Kwame Browns, those types of players, too. Hey, we're going to sprinkle in a McDonald's All-American here and there, but we're also going to have guys that, that want to be a four-year player and want to develop. I mean, you look at that 2014 Final Four team that was ranked number one in the country for the large portion of the year and then just kind of ran into a, a a buzzsaw versus UConn in the Final Four with Shabazz Napier and Boatwright, but man, those guys were four-year guys. Patrick Young was a McDonald's mm-hmm. All-American, but Casey Prather developed. Scotty Wolbekin developed into SEC Player of the Year. Will you get? Didn't play much as a freshman, but developed uh, into an unbelievable player on a team. Mike Frazier, same thing. So, you know, I I think seeing him evolve as a coach and who he could coach and um, who he did best with out there on the floor. But I think it all goes back to who he is as a person, uh, his character, and how he treats people.
1: I love that. Well, uh, Matt, let's talk a little bit about uh, the TBT tournament that you guys have going on. The twenty twenty three. It's called the Basketball Tournament. Uh, ESPN puts it on. Matt McCall and Torian Green are going to be the head. Are going to be the coaches there? The roster right now includes Corey Brewer, Kayvon Allen, Keith Stone, Igor Kulichev, Lee Humphrey. Walter Hodge, all names that you guys are familiar with. But talk to us a little bit about how you got involved and then a little bit about, you know, the tournament and about, you know, coaching in a three-on-three tournament and, and kind of all that jazz.
2: Well, we got we to make sure we make note that Torian Green is a player coach. Player okay? coach. So Torian's going to be suited up and he's going to be out there. I've been on his tail to make sure he's running suicides in that Gator practice facility, make sure he's getting <laughs> in shape. Um you know what? It's It's funny. Last summer, me and Torian were at Coach Donovan's house in Crescent Beach, and uh, that's where Coach's home base is, right? When you're in the NBA, you see these NBA coaches. They, everybody kind of has a home base, and um, Coach and his family always loved Crescent Beach, so they, they built their home over there on the water on Crescent Beach, and uh, Coach and, and Christine spent a lot of time there in the summer when, when Coach is not getting ready for the draft or doing things like that. So we were all up there at his house. I was there. Donnie Jones was there. Uh, Anthony Grant was there. A lot of members from, from our staffs, Oliver Winterbone, Tom Williams. There was just a lot of people uh, over at coach's house. And I was sitting there talking to Torian and I was like, why does, why does Florida not, not have a TBT team? And me and my, uh, me and my family moved to Florida after the UMass uh, stuff happened. And we moved down here to to South Florida and, where me and my wife met, but I drove up there and I was kind of interested, I said, you know, we're watching the TBT. It was, it was early August when we were up at coach's house. I said, why is there not a Florida TBT team? Uh, and Torian's like, we should have one. And then it kind of evolved. And um, Brian Klatsky and, and Torian have a relationship there. And um, I kept in touch with Torian all year. I said, Torian, are you going to coach the team or are you going to play? Which, which one is it going to be? I said, if you're, if you're going to coach the team, coach the team and let me know how I can help anyway. If, if you're thinking about playing, let me know and I'll help out coaching if that's what you want to do. So I uh, had an initial phone call with Brian and, um, you know, he, he wanted me to come on board. And, you know, I'm excited about it. We get four days to, to train and almost like a mini training camp up in Gainesville. So it'll be great to be back on campus. I know Todd Golden is, is excited to welcome us into the facility and be able to use uh, the practice facility for our training camp. Uh, and then we're off to Louisville to play. So uh, still finalizing the roster. I think that there's a lot of players out there, especially players that are overseas whose seasons are still continuing. Uh, it's kind of challenging for them to commit right now on the spot. But what I do think, in talking with Brian and talking with Torian, I think we're, we're optimistic, too, with this being year one. Guys are going to see the excitement around the tournament. Guys are going to see this team having fun. And guys are going to be want, want to be a part of this going forward. It's great exposure. All the games are on ESPN. And you see, I mean, this is this is high-level basketball. For those that haven't watched the tournament on ESPN in late July, early August, this is high-level basketball. It's a million dollars on the line. And, man, there's some really good players to play in this tournament.
1: Talk to us a little bit about the tournament itself. What, what's the the format? Obviously, we know it's three-on-three, three, but what's the, what's the format? What does that, that week in Louisville look like?
2: yeah it's you know it's five on five i mean oh, is, five on five it, what do i is, know it is like like the ncaa tournament it's single elimination uh ball is thrown up and, and you feel like you're playing in the ncaa tournament and basically you win three games at the regional sites there's a bunch of different regions i know dayton has a region i know there's a region in west virginia um just kind of spread out throughout the country louisville's a region louisville has a team with some very good players on it so Essentially, if you get matched up with Louisville, you're going to be playing a road game, which will be pretty exciting because we know those Louisville fans are going to show up. I mean, you watch this Dayton TBT team. I mean, I've played at Dayton, you know, five years every single year. I was at UMass. We played there, played there one year at Chattanooga. I mean, Dayton fans loves their hoops, whether it's the college team, that's coached by Anthony Grant or their TBT team. Those Dayton fans are going to be in the building, and it's going to be the same thing for – for Louisville in that region, it's going to be a road game, but it's just single elimination. And you got to, to advance, you you win three games, you advance to the finals, which are in Philadelphia.
1: And then there's why there's a big prize at the end, right? A million dollars, million
2: dollars on the line split amongst the team. Um, You know? So again, those those guys that are, that are playing overseas and guys are making good money overseas. This is also another way to supplement that income, Uh, but play with some of your college teammates, get to be able to go back to your college campus and really, you know, the camaraderie, the memories you shared, uh, the time you put into your school to be able to come back and be a part of something like this is really exciting. How chippy do these games get, man? Oh, do oh do man. There's <laughs> guys that want that million dollars now. I mean, so yeah. it gets pretty chippy. So, I mean, it's, it's competitive. It's super competitive. Again, for anybody that hasn't watched it, um it's exciting it it really is and man these guys pride's on the line but a million dollars is on the line and you know split up amongst 10 guys that's a lot of money out there for
1: sure and and matt you coached almost all of these guys right i think keith stone maybe you guys didn't cross paths but but i think just about maybe igor kulachev but i know Corey brewer uh Kayvon allen uh lee humphrey walter hodge those are all guys that that were under your purview at some point right yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh,
2: Keith and Kayvon, uh, we recruited. That, that was a part of our last uh, recruiting class. Okay. Um, I got the Chattanooga job literally three weeks before Coach Donovan accepted uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder job. And those guys were, were coming in as incoming freshmen. So we never got an opportunity to coach them, but we recruited them. Um, and, you know, again, when Mike White got the job at Florida uh, and Dusty May, me and Dusty had a connection there. I was, I was one of the guys that was trying to help keep those guys together um, and, hey, listen, when this is who you need to call for this player. This is who you need to call for that player, and, you know, a lot of times in those types of situations, the signees don't stay, uh, and Keith and Kayvon did, along with Kavarius Hayes. Those guys decided to stay with Mike White and um, Dusty May and the rest of the staff and, um, you know, are essentially one game away from from making a Final Four with that team. Hmm.
1: Matt, um, what else do you want to give us? I know you guys are going to be doing an, an open gym session in July. Do you guys have a date finalized for that yet there, would, the, date, the date is not
2: finalized yet. I think it's probably we're shooting for, Ju- for July 23rd. Okay. Uh, when we would have uh, an exhibition game uh, followed up with an autograph session and, and quite possibly a VIP party uh, at Coach Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. I know we're working on all those types of things to finalize it. But, uh, you know, again, and not just having the, the team, the TBT team at these events, but, but trying to get as many former Florida Gators as possible, Florida, former Florida Gator basketball players as possible back at that event, back to in town. Uh, try to get coached on them and they're trying to get, you know, anybody that that's meant a lot to that program back in town for that weekend uh, to be a part of this and see the excitement that we're trying to create with this, with the Gatorverse team. And I uh, want to be a part of it going forward.
1: So, you got anything or I want to jump off of TBT and a few other things.
0: No, that's it, man. But if once big Desmond Watson, he starts playing college ball. If you guys need to get on the block in the post, man, I think you guys need to give him a call to clear the paint
2: out. <laughs> no question about it. I thought about calling a couple of these football players, too, that we always try yeah. to get You know, we had Cornelius Ingram. Uh, he yeah. played both his freshman year. I was always trying to get Jacoby Brissett to come over because he was a big-time player when we'd go down there to DeWire and Palm Beach Gardens. Palm and Beach and kid. for so. Yeah, Palm Beach. So, uh, no, we're, we're still piecing together this entire roster, but uh, we're excited about it. And, man, we're going to go out there and compete.
1: Well, if you need anybody that's really good with outlet passes, just let me know. I'm not much of a shooter, but great, uh, great passer, not a great ball handler. Can you get uh, really up
2: the floor, Dan? You can snap it up there.
1: Yeah. 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 That's all. Um, put me, okay. put me at the top of the key. And if you need me to put the ball where it needs to be, that's uh that's what my role was when I was uh, playing basketball. I was a hockey guy. Uh, whenever we'd play pickup basketball, my role was always the assist guy, you know, maybe you have, not. you know, 15, 18 total points in my career and uh, all those pickup games. But, but dozens and dozens of assists. Um, But uh, Matt, want to uh, want to go back. Um, Obviously, I know you you coach at UT Chattanooga, you coach at UMass, and you've kind of seen the the change of, you know, college basketball has always been a, a little bit different than, than football when it comes to recruiting and keeping players and everything else. But I want to kind of get your pulse on things of what you've seen with with name, image, and likeness and, and a lot of those changes in, in college basketball and college sports over the last few years. So um, I know you were at UMass um, when when everything got instituted, but talk to us a little bit about dealing with, with NIL from the, the basketball front. We've never really talked much about that on this program.
2: I mean, you got to think, too, just what college coaches have had to deal with here the last three to four years. I mean, we're talking, we had COVID, we have NIL, and we have the transfer portal, and everything really hits all at the same time. And we lacked leadership in the NCAA too during all this and trying to, everything's kind of a moving target of, okay, what are we doing? What are the parameters? We're just coming out of COVID. And right when we're out of COVID, which everyone's lives were turned upside down, college athletics lives were turned upside down. It really, based on, two, it kind of became political in terms of which state you're in. Or this state played more games in this state, and this, that, and the other. Um, and then coming out of that, hey, oh, by the way, here we go. Name, image, and likeness and transfer portal. Go. You guys figure it out. Um, and it's not easy. And it hasn't been easy for these coaches. And uh, am I a fan of, of college athletes uh, being compensated for their name and their image, absolutely. But to have both things hit at the exact same time, and really we have no one in the NCAA who's setting parameters on anything that black leadership in terms of that, uh, that has been very challenging for these coaches to deal with, really, really challenging. Um, You know, you can meet with a player as, as many times as you want, you can invest, you can spend time, you can do all these types of things, But when your phone goes, hey, coach, can we meet? And it may be three, four weeks after the season, you think this player's in, especially at the mid-major level, and you get that text that says, hey, coach, can we meet? You know what's coming. You know, I'll never forget I had a situation. I think it was probably four or five um, weeks after the season. Um, Coach, I'm in. Coach, I'm in. Coach, I'm in. Then all of a sudden you get that text, hey, coach, can we meet? Because, you know, we may find out that uh, an SEC school or an ACC school will take him. And now all of a sudden, throw on top of that, they can compensate him. It's just – it's been a lot for coaches to deal with, at really at every single level, level. And, you know, we've it's such a moving target. And then on top of that, still, you've got the COVID year. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't I, – there's been so many <laughs> – I ran into a player the other day, um, told me where he played. And I said, well, what year are you? And he said, well, I'm a senior, but I got two years left. <laughs> it's like, man, at some point we're going to get past the 27, 28-year-old seniors playing college hoops, college football still. So um, everything hit at the same time. And that's just been so much for these coaches to deal with uh, and, and try to manage.
1: Well, I'll go ahead, tell
0: so... No, I, I didn't have anything. Off oh,
1: of that. um, Matt, in your, in your mind, and this is maybe my final question, in your mind, what, what kind of uh, guardrails do you think are going to continue to get put into place to, to kind of help college coaches, right? I mean, we talk a lot about it in football and basketball as well, but there just never seems to be a, uh, a slowdown. Right. It's either it's recruiting and then the portal and then recruiting and then the season and spring practice and everything else that you have going in there. And obviously the basketball season is a lot longer. Um, Do you think there's going to be some guardrails put into place or do you think it's just going to kind of be this is the new business as usual?
2: I mean, again, I think the leadership has got to step in and, and place those guardrails. Everyone wants to talk about salary caps in terms of NIL. Are they going to put a salary cap on it and try to even the playing field? Uh, I don't know that we're anywhere near that happening. Um, You know, I used to always think, you know, even for me as a head coach, I was a head coach for seven years. Once the clock hit zero and the season was over, and really there's only one team that that gets to hoist that trophy at the end of the year, but once the clock hits zero, that time – from really March up until about right now, and I know there's a deadline in terms of when you have to enter your name into the transfer portal, that was the most stressful time as a coach. It wasn't the game prep. It wasn't, you know, you win a game, you lose a game, none of that. It was right now and trying to see what exactly is my team going to look like next season, Um, who's leaving, who's staying, all those types of things. These coaches, they, you know, back in the day – before the whole transfer portal stuff, man, the season ended and you, you at least had a second to catch your breath. There's no second to catch your breath anymore. It's go, go, go. Um, and I don't foresee that changing anytime in the near future just because of the transfer portal. You, you know, you finalizing your roster, not knowing what your roster is going to look like really up until June 1st puts a lot of stress on these coaches. And it makes it, in my opinion, the most t- difficult time of the year.
1: Yeah. I don't envy you all. Um, it's a, it's a hard time right now. Um, I know a lot of people just expect that you guys are going to give your, your life away, you know, to 2080 hours plus a week or a, a year. But, uh, it's a lot, and they you know I don't envy you and they, and know that they're they're looking to potentially put some guardrails in there to allow you guys to at least have some part of your life. I know uh, Nick Saban came out the other day and said he expects his football coaches to work uh, seven days a week for forty six weeks out of the year. So uh, hopefully at some point there's some additional uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think you you bring up a great point, Dan, and uh, I you know this is this is just for the casual fans understanding exactly everything that goes into it. And yes, there are certain coaches that are paid a lot of money and expectations are high. You've got to go out there and compete. You've got to go out there and win games. And it's not for lack of trying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is, and and these coaches that are trying to navigate the landscape today, you got to give coaches opportunities to grow, to develop, to learn who they are. You know, Matt Painter said this to me over the summer. I had an opportunity to spend some time with him he said he was so grateful for the athletic director at Purdue because he gave him time. He gave him time to learn who he could coach, learn who he wanted to recruit and take some lumps early. And it's not, it's not something that coaches can figure out just in two years or their third year as a head coach. You got to give them some time to grow and develop. And I know fans want to win and fans want to win right away. And, you know, I, but again, Let coaches learn, let them figure out how to navigate today's landscape, let them learn how to grow and develop into, you know, becoming the best version of themselves that they can possibly become. You know, so early on in my coaching career, I I tried to be Billy Donovan because, you know, I was with Billy for 11 years and he was having all this success. And man, I can't be Billy Donovan. I got to be Matt McCall. You know, Mm -hmm. it took me a while to learn that. Um, and, you know, really going through uh, a difficult time, uh, getting let go at UMass, taking a step back and evaluating, you know, kind of where things went wrong. I, you know, put a lot of thought into that, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Got to be Matt McCall. What are my values, you know? And you got to learn and grow as a coach and just got to give these coaches, young coaches, especially some time to learn and develop who they are, who they can coach, and how can they be the best version of themselves.
1: Man, no and, yeah. Well, Matt, it was an absolute pleasure uh, having you on today. Certainly best of luck to, to you guys in that uh, TBT tournament uh, over there in uh, in Louisville. Uh, and then hopefully you said Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, probably Philadelphia, Philadelphia. right? Yeah, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, well, we're certainly rooting you on. We're looking forward to seeing the rest of that, uh, that roster. But uh, right now we have Matt McCall as head coach, Torian Green as player coach, uh, Corey Brewer, Kayvon Allen, Keith Stone, Igor Kulachev, Lee Humphrey, and Walter Hodge. That is a great roster, I think. And uh man, looking forward to hearing some some Lee for three again.
2: <laughs> Boy, that'd be nice. It was back in the day it was layups, dunks, and Lee Humphrey. That was that was the motto. We're gonna try to bring that back a little bit. Layups, dunks and Lee Humphrey. We're gonna get that going.
1: I love it, man. Well, thanks so much for your time uh, today, Matt. Uh, People want to follow you on social media, keep up with everything else. Where can people follow you and find you on the the interwebs? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, at Coach Matt McCall.
2: Hit me up. You know, again, excited to be a part of this, excited to to be back in Gainesville for four or five days. I know my parents are excited. They love that I'll be back close to home. So, uh, yeah, hit me up and and looking forward to connecting with as many Gators. And if there's any Gators – down here. I'm in Palm Beach County. Any Gators want to reach out to me down in this area as well, would love to connect.
1: Silk so, is so, your 561 guy.
2: Let's go, Silk. Where you at, Silk? Where you
1: at in, in, in
2: Palm Beach?
0: I'm in the Villages, uh, right, right off of uh, near Palm Beach Lakes, Palm Beach Lakes High School, all of that.
2: Okay. Well, I'm, any any kids want to work out, too? I've been doing some stuff with Perseverance. They got gyms all over Palm Beach County. Oh, so for sure. Make for sure. sure you hit me up, man.
0: I will do. We'll do. Thanks a lot, coach.
1: All right,
2: guys.
0: Appreciate the time.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you soon. Matt McCall. uh, Great guy. Great coach. Uh, Looking forward to seeing him lead this team. Do want to give a shout out to the Gatorverse as well. Uh, they've announced some additional players uh, that are going to be getting a, a release of an autographed collection. So I want to give them uh, a quick shout out Trinity Thomas. We've mentioned her before Trevor ETN Shamar James, Aliyah math uh, on the women's basketball program, Zippy Broughton from the women's basketball program, Alex Klasky uh, on the men's basketball program, Alicia Dees diving Morgan heard from women's gymnastics and Victoria Wynn from women's gymnastics as well. Uh, so, looking forward uh, to continuing to watch the Gataverse go again. Check them out at gata, gataverse.io uh, to be able to buy some autographed collectibles uh, for some name, image, and likeness stuff. So, I know Nick is on his way here shortly. And we'll talk a little bit about basketball. Uh, what else is on your mind? We've got a, a couple, another big uh, couple. Weekends of uh, of recruiting here. Let me get that uh, that list pulled up. But, uh, Silk, what's on uh, what's on your mind?
0: Uh, I mean, recruiting is, I think, we're, we're on the right trajectory. I think mm-hmm. everything's going to work itself out. Um, I don't know what the panic's about. I think I start rating, I start average, our place in ranking. Uh, we have our quarterback in the bell cow by class on deck. Uh, I do want to see the re- receivers. Uh, you, t- you said TJ Moore was trending toward Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see us land some elite receivers here in a little minute. We have one in the holster. Wouldn't mind adding a couple more before the season kicked off. Uh, we After some big guys, oh, what was his name? Cam Coleman is a five-star receiver yep. that we had visit. Uh, there's some smoke about him making a return visit. So, you know, you have some big guys that if you are going to flip, that's going to be a last-minute last, last minute thing. JoJo Traley is the guy I think we're in on his recruitment. You just got to solidify something and close someone in the receiver room. I'm confident in Billy, Billy G. In the in the board. But right now, man, I have no qualms about what we're doing in recruiting and the momentum where we at. I thought it was a great weekend from what I'm hearing behind the scenes, people that's close to the program. Uh, we're going to net some guys out of this. And we spoke about this last show. What we net from the visit and what we get on the visit is going to be two totally different things because the times have changed.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Let's get into June 9th. Uh, We'll obviously run this over next week. Uh, Four star linebacker uh, before he hangs out with you, Silk, in a couple weeks. Miles Graham uh, will be on campus. One of those other four star tight ends, Walter Matthews uh, from Georgia. He's between Florida and USC. Uh, He's going to be visiting. He might be somebody that that you might want to put on uh, Commit Watch. And again, Commit Watch may not be that weekend, but might be in the following weekends after. And a lot of these guys have specific. Reasons and dates for choosing uh the day that they're going to commit or you know, a ceremony or maybe some family event. I know a lot of times they'll do them on birthdays, things of that nature. So be on the lookout for that. Uh we mentioned this before. Uh Xavier Mincy, four-star defensive back. Um, Gators really like him. Um, one of the top targets that I know that the Gators want. Uh, one of those mainland, uh, prospects from Daytona beach that Florida is looking good for. Uh, I know he's going to be visiting Florida state and Miami as well. Um, Michael Uini or uni or U I N I four-star offensive tackle. Uh, he's from Texas. He's going to visit Florida for the first time. Uh, Miami commit four-star wide receiver chance Robinson. Uh, he's going to likely visit all three, uh, this month, uh, or some at some point this month or uh, this, uh, this off season, pardon me, uh, committed to Miami, looking at Penn state uh, as well. A uh, four-star wide receiver, TJ Moore. Again, we talked a little bit about him before Clemson's heavily involved. Might be trending to Clemson right now. Don't know if he's going to pop, uh, but again, if he doesn't, it's the exact same situation where they weren't able to lock him down on that visit. A guy that's still going to want to visit some spots. I know Florida's really high out of him. Are high on him out of the uh, the Tampa area? Four-star wide receiver Jare Hawkins. Uh, very fast kid uh, Miami, Florida, Penn state uh, are getting uh, him on campus. I know he's visited Penn state uh, the most four-star edge Jalen Harvey. Um, Again, Florida needs help on the edge, getting him uh, on campus. This will be his first time uh, on campus. Three-star tight end Eric Carner. First time to, uh, to visit campus for him. Florida's obviously got a pretty loaded uh, tight end room uh, there. So, um, you know again a guy that that's going to be coming on the campus here next week a uh, three star offensive tackle uh Marcus Mascall uh, from I believe Louisiana I know LSU is the team uh, to be I'm sorry he's from uh, Snellville Georgia I know LSU is is very high on him I know he's very high on him as well uh, Florida's going to be looking to uh to to try to get him to uh to follow through on that visit, I know he visited LSU this past weekend. Uh, three-star safety Ashton Hampton uh, trending to Clemson. Uh, Austin Armstrong was recruiting him when he was at Alabama. Three-star offensive tackle Mike Williams uh, just recently committed or decommitted, pardon me, from South Carolina. Um, 2024 DB Justin uh, Denson, uh, Florida's been on him for a while. Michigan State's recruiting him uh, our uh, three-star defensive tackle Makai. Boyru, interior defensive lineman. He'll be on campus, Ole Miss, Michigan. After him as well. And then JUCO Edge, a new name uh, that could be a class of 2023 edition. Uh, Quincy Ivory Um, Silk. Not sure if you've uh, looked into him much. Six foot five, 255 pounds. Uh, But as a JUCO, can come in. uh, He graduates in July and can come in in this fall. So um, I guess it depends on what, what. I'm sorry. Uh, Quincy Ivory. Florida has not yet offered, Um, but apparently he believes that they will offer him on this visit. Uh He comes from East Los Angeles College, originally oh, I heard from Aleve, Texas.
0: Yeah, I heard about them on the spaces randomly when I was uh bored. Uh, yeah, he's impressive. We'll see how it all plays out. We haven't officially offered. Who, who's offering him as of now?
1: He has an uh, official visit. A, He
0: hasn't offered. We haven't offered. Yeah, an official I think visit. I
1: think Florida might be a uh, a new name for uh, for him uh, right now. Offer list isn't looking spectacular, but he is a JUCO kid. Florida's looking to fill a, a stopgap. Akron, Bowling Green, Fresno State, uh, San Jose State. Um, you know, Florida again still hasn't offered, but six foot five, uh, two hundred and fifty five pounds. I don't know much about him, Uh, a guy that came um, kind of out of nowhere. uh, He really exploded uh, in JUCO. Uh, He was uh, 6'2", 195 pounds uh, when he was a high school player. So over the last three years, he's grown three inches, has had 60 pounds. So certainly a different player than he was then. Uh, But Florida needs some uh, help.
0: USF, uh, UNLV offers looking at his Twitter page. Okay, okay, offer nothing, nothing SEC quality like us right now, but I do see some, you know,
1: you see some names, you see some things on some
0: names, man. Nothing too crazy. Bowling Green, USF, uh, he has a Cal offer in here, Uh, okay, San Jose State programs like that. We'll see how it all plays out if it's pro, if his our recruitments pick up. um, Usually in the SEC, is a domino effect. You know, if Florida was to offer, I think you'd start seeing more uh, in the SEC offer a kid like that. But do like the measurables. I got to check his film. I haven't seen it.
1: Absolutely. Um, and then August 16th, we've got Aaron Childs. I'll just go over some of the big names. Aaron Childs, that's a, a name, Silk, that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Michigan yeah. might be trending a little bit there, but looking at uh, sure. at Maryland uh, as well. Uh, Amir Jackson, that's another name uh, you know that we talked about before, probably Florida's top target there. Um, that's the only official visit that he has uh, planned right now. He's going to make a decision late into the fall, uh, so don't expect much. Uh, out of there. Uh, Wardell Mack, that's a guy that I'm um, high on. Um, may or may not visit um, Florida that weekend. Uh, Texas expects him that same weekend, uh, but that's a guy that I'm really high on. And then Chauncey Bowens, um, you know, from the 5'61 there, a guy that's really blown up. Florida's had him committed for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, visiting uh, Georgia uh here in june uh but yeah i still love uh still love florida's chances there uh as well so i think that that gets us through uh recruiting uh and everything else i know we're waiting on nick to go over baseball he should be on uh any moment here now um let's talk a little bit first four games of the year night games. selk what are your thoughts
0: Woo, man, prepare your liver, survive the tailgates, fellas. It's going to be rough, man. I love uh, evening games when I was younger, but now, man, I, like, I don't know how much I love night games, but for the for the students, it makes for a good packed stadium. You know, vibes wide with the student body and on campus. But the tailgate is longer. It's longer party time. Just survive the tailgate and make sure you enter the game on time, man, because <laughs> a lot of these 7 o'clock games, bro, we have a, a, a trickle in of people getting in the second quarter time. Uh, type time so um, that's my only take from it I do like the the late games for the team you know let them chill vibe you know those noon games are always weird especially with the the smaller competition I know we're playing some of the um, not our big games on these these night games as well so I think it works out
1: yeah absolutely so that uh, that game against Utah on August 31st in Salt Lake City is going to be at 8 p.m. I think we knew that September ninth against McNeese. Hold on, is hold on. Utah it.
0: is eight PM our time or, or uh, their time? eight
1: PM Eastern time. Yeah, so six PM Utah time. Gotcha. that's gonna be that's gonna be great. Um, the bars probably won't stay open much later uh, after the game. Silk, if you're looking for some libations post game, uh, but uh, Salt Lake City to. in August is gonna be. It's going to be nice. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. And who knows? Maybe I'll find my way out there. Um, McNeese State on September 9th uh, at 730. I think they just go by McNeese now. I think they dropped the state. Uh, Tennessee um, is going to be in the swamp. They haven't won in the swamp since Ron Zook's first year. So that game will be September 16th at 7 p.m. And then Charlotte on September 23rd at 7 PM. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. Tickets are available. Um, but, uh, looking forward to it, uh, to seeing that Man, Joe um, Milton is
0: not coming into the swamp and winning, bro. I just don't foresee no. it, you know, shout out to Joe. I, I, I know the family and all those and all that, of, uh, Joe Milton and everything, but Joe Milton is not the type of guy to come into the hostile environment that we're about to provide and win, man. I just don't see it happening. So, um, Go big on that that under. I know they got us over under at five. Bro, like these people are drunk. Trust me on this. we win in more than five games.
1: I'll take yeah. the over on that. Um, the uh, CBS game, uh, the Florida-Georgia game, will be at 3.30 as usual. But uh, that game uh, got announced as well. Uh, Silk mentioned it at the beginning. I, I know you think we're buying some time here, and we are. Um, For sure. So the NIL Summit – uh, happened scrolling. in Atlanta. George Georgia Silk mentioned it uh, earlier. He was there. Uh, the Gators had nine players represented. Trinity Thomas was the uh, the female NIL athlete of the year, so she was there. Victoria Wynn uh, was there from the gymnastics program. Alia uh, Mathuru from women's basketball. Alex Klatsky, Shamar James, Morgan Heard, Trevor Etienne, Alicia Dees, and Zippy Broughton were all there. Uh, I know Ben Chase was there. I know a lot of other, uh, Florida Gators, uh, were there, uh, as well. Um, really good showing for, uh, for stadium and Gale um, uh, sponsors as well. Uh, Emma Wyant, who was unable to attend was one of six nominated for the innovator of the year award. Uh, last year, Leah Clapper, won scholar athlete of the year uh, and Megan Skaggs, won athlete advocate of the year, uh, as well. So, Really cool event overall. Glad, I uh, soaked that you got to go. Uh, I checked while, in we, with
0: uh, two transfers as well. Donovan Mc, McMillan, ran into him out there, had a good conversation with him, caught up, and also Jordan Young, who transferred to uh, Cincinnati, got to catch up with him. I'll be dropping some content with him as well. But um, the boys was dripped out. You know, the vibe is still good, even though those guys aren't at UF right now. Once again, always to get It was good connecting with those guys as well.
1: And uh, McMillan went to Pitt.
0: Correct. Yeah, he went to Pitt.
1: Okay. Um, well, let's uh, let's just start to wrap up the show. Not sure when uh, Nick's gonna be able to make it. out. he's got to run to the baseball uh, stadium after for the Gators' final game today. So let's give two quick shout outs to some sponsors of this program, and then we'll we'll and Silk so start to sing a song of the week for. Uh, for yourself, and I'll just run over baseball uh, after uh, after we get done here. So, uh, quick shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Just dropped ten new things uh, onto their uh, to their showroom floor. Go check them out. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word uh, at checkout. You'll get fifteen percent off of your order. I think they got twenty different shirts. Uh, vintage silks wearing the Fun and Gun shirt right now. Um, you've seen the Florida baseball script logo. Uh, they have the old UF logo. They have uh, an '80s logo. They they have a I mentioned the Gators Golf. They have a track and field. they got a bunch of different stuff uh, there, so go check them out. Uh, and then if that doesn't satiate your needs, go check out alumnihall.com. A lot more of the traditional wear that you're going to be used to seeing, golf polos, uh, T-shirts, more of your traditional Florida Gators wear. Go check them out on Archer Road in Gainesville or alumnihall.com. Uh, go check out that UF section. A lot of great stuff. Uh, there, uh, Gators are going to be participating. I believe at noon today. I could be wrong on the time um, against Texas Tech uh, in their regional. Uh, Gators have gone three and one. They beat UConn. Um, sorry, they beat Texas Tech last night to advance uh, to the to final winner take all game again uh, against them. Um, so they are going to be playing uh, Monday afternoon there, Condren They beat uh UConn earlier in the day, eight to two. That was a big win for uh for them. They did lose to Texas Tech uh, a little bit earlier on. I believe the game was on Friday, if I remember correctly. Up uh, Saturday morning, they lost five to four, uh, and then they beat Texas a&- or, uh, Florida A and M. Pardon me, three nothing uh, to start the regional round. So, uh, Florida big bats yesterday against uh, against UConn and Texas Tech. So hopefully they can they can keep that going. Two outstanding performances uh, by the pitchers uh, on uh, on Sunday. That's ultimately a a big weekend uh, for them today. Uh, the Gators will be throwing anybody potentially except for Brandon Sprott or Hurston Waldrip, uh, Brandon Neely would be available uh, as well. Uh, Cags might start. Um, Cade Fisher had a really good round or a really good game yesterday uh, afternoon, but uh, I would imagine that the Gators will. Um, We'll throw a bevy of pitchers in today's game to uh, to hopefully advance to the Super Regionals uh, after uh, this round. So not as comprehensive of a baseball update as you're used to, but I did my best here uh, with uh, with an absence. So, Silk, we got Song of the Week, and then we'll get out of here.
0: Uh, song of the Week, let me keep it simple. I'll go one of my favorite artists. Give me a Currency, and I'll go with Showroom. How about that?
1: Perfect. Awesome. Well, so drive safely, uh, travel safely we'll back from Atlanta. We'll see you guys at the same corner, same time next week. And I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And we'll see you yeah, guys we next got week. Milk.
0: We got Go uh, uh, Nick on a milk carton. Never showed up. No call, no no show, man. It's no crazy. call,
1: no show. We'll have him take it up with HR. We'll yeah, deduct we it out of his paycheck.
0: For sure. <laughs> All right, course. same corner, same time.
2: like
3: a flag type shit, Vapen. Yeah, when the speedometer reads 70 miles per hour A spoiler is deployed from the trunk Less wear resistance, more power You ain't saying nothing like this once Fresh from the pages, a car and driver To the possession of high pilots Spiling in my collection with the rest of my shit Up-to-date bill sheets, documented mileage Handbook in the console, I know everything about it Got your woman where she need goggles See me on the set, I'm the picture of survival Live in the flesh, dropping bombs on my rivals we the motherfuckin' Jets You just motherfucking clown shoes. far oh, when you're big Homie jewelry shooting virals Never willing them calls Just standing by them. Not really knowing them bras Just standing by them. No first class tickets You just buy the standby ones I'm adding dollars you rent. I'm words with friends whole time And yeah, flight wireless Email full of condo prices Marble of granite Kitchen islands Home stylist Got a meal like a deal, I'm still on the grind Got ten more coming, just give me some time Putting it all together, got something in mind better than I could tell them they gon' feel me uh, yeah. better than I could tell them they gon' feel me Niggas I came up with changing up, say they gon' kill me If they ever catch me slipping, I don't give a fuck sincerely I know they just emotional, they love me, they fear me They like my women, they see me staring, wish they was in it Jealousy, just feeding them negative energy I put my hands together, praying for my friend of miss Only let paper chasers dwell in this Senative. can't violate the jet code without penalty even family get let go fredo you killing me i work hard bloggers thinking that it's minute. dropping record after record like them bitches slippery i like nice shit and i know how to get it hustle the It's not rocket science or physics. get on task, fool trapped to a trillion wrote these raps in new orleans and performed them in new zealand Worth to push a t in and that's legal drug dealing My god, what a feeling Italian engineering Decepticon ceiling Push button disappearing when the drizzle clearing i probably be late in the and I'll claim a tilling Gym mess in the kitchen Grilling up steaks in the smell like root crisp in the minute for you wanna the play The hero unsung song when I'm done, they'll say I'm great Fuck it, yeah. Got a meal off the deal, I'm still on the grind Got ten more coming, just give me some time Putting it all together, got something in mind Show them better than I can tell them they gon' feel me yeah.